Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow.Work. Hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details. Our special guest all the way from Montana, we got Kevin. Kevin, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Kevin Davis. Uh, I uh, Let me see, how do I start with this? I'm an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. I run multiple businesses, uh, about nine brands or so right now, from detailing automotive, rugged restore, which is in the off road industry. And I do coaching courses, uh, subscription model for a thing called maxed out man, which is for men over the age of about 35, where we help them be who they were made to be. So, Hey, that's a long intro for me. So if you want clarification, just let me know, Justin. <laughs> no, I, I think it's great, man. And I, I love the coaching for men. Honestly, I think it's a huge sector. Chase Tubbs and I from insane paint kind of talked on that on our last episode, just about men trying to stand up and be better and do better. And I think it's really important. I think that's great that you, uh, that what, um, you got a website for that? Yeah, it's just maxoutman.com. And, uh, I failed to mention since this is an industry show, <laughs> uh, about 11 years ago, I invented this little thing called the detailers helper, which is a tool belt for detailing. And that is pretty much how we, uh, I was a, I owned a detail shop before, but that's pretty much how we made a name for ourselves, Michelle and I. Uh, in the detailing industry. So you may have seen our faces a little bit, which means way too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the standard belt and the HD belt right now as we record this episode. Nice. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I thought it was great that we could connect. We bought into you guys a couple of years ago and it's 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 a huge help. I mean, no pun intended, right? Detailers helper. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, it's one of those things that people don't realize they need until they actually have it sometimes um you know the, the story i don't know if you want the story behind it but essentially i come from a diy background so i've been building stuff we built uh we're building a 3400 square foot shop michelle and i uh, my wife right now and uh when i start detailing full-time i'm like what the hell man why are there no good why are there no tool belts for this i carry all this crap around uh i need a tool belt to put that stuff in and so there wasn't one there was one on the market which was a rebranded makita tool belt that would scratch the living crap out of a car didn't fit hardly anything and so i basically sewed the first one on the on the sewing machine and and uh you know there is how it started more or less sold our first one in 2013. that's awesome and are you still you still tapped into that is that still going well yeah you know i joke and say i treat that brand like a redheaded stepchild a little bit because you know it's one of those things it's non-consumable i mean i've got guys have been using that thing for eight ten years from some of the first ones I sold and they still, you know, they're a little tattered, but they, you know, they, they still are holding up. So it's one of those deals where I think I made it too well. So, um, you know, as far as like consumable products, that's why we have the rugged restore brand, which is a little bit more consumable. And, you know, I have four brands under the helper brands. And so we've done some different things all over the place, but detailer help, detailers helper is kind of one of those like the father brand, the grandfather brand of everything else that came out of it. So, uh, yeah, we still sell them all the time and I still go to detail shows and talk about it and, and, uh, all that. That's really, really cool. Um, is it something that you sell wholesale only? Do you do individual like online.com kind of thing? A majority of what we do is, um, just direct to consumer. So detailershelper.com and so we sold sell them on Amazon and we have, you know, auto geek has them. Um, detail image has them, rag company has them. Pretty much all the major retailers have them as well. Our main model has been direct consumer, which is, which is a model for us for product sales that works really well for us. You know, I mean, you, 
you know, it's one of those deals where whenever you start divvying up the pie, the pie, each piece gets a little bit smaller. And so, yes, you have, you know, you have a great opportunity when you're dealing with WDs and distributors and those kind of things, but it does cut the profit margins down a little bit. So we've always liked direct to consumer. Also, we can support the, we can support it a little bit better that way. That's awesome. No, I think that's great. And so you start Details Helper in 2013. When did you get into detailing? How's your story for that? So we probably, so my, so I started my first business back in 1999, my, um, and it's kind of a long story, but my, my degree, I have two degrees, one in exercise physiology and one in business. Um, I ran multi-million dollar health clubs for the first part of my career as a young guy. Like I think I was 21 when I got my first club, um, out in Phoenix. And then we were in Dallas and we kind of moved all over the place. Uh, it used to, it was called Q the sports club, but 24 hour fitness bought them back in sometime the mid two thousands. So there was the, he had about 18 clubs that he started. We did about where I was at the Scottsdale club, which is like where Charles Barkley went, David Spade, all these different people that lived in Phoenix at the time. And, uh, we did about 15,000 workouts a day out of that club. It's about a 60,000 square foot club. So, um, but, but from that. You know, one of the things about fitness that people don't realize is it's a it's a 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 5 a 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's your schedule. So essentially, your schedule is 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, we got pregnant with our first child, and my wife was like, mm, yeah, "Maybe we ought to look at something different." So I got hired by a company in Connecticut. We did networking. We basically put networked computers on individual selectorized equipment in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And, um, this was back in the dot-com days. So I grew really, we grew that company when I started as like 25 and I think we grew it to about 250. Um, and then, so like over time, you know, we had that job. I ran a web develop. I had a web development app development company that I still have. And then, um, things slowed down a little bit. I was like, well, I've done detailing forever. I built hot rods since I was 14 natural progression started my web started my detailing company probably i don't know 17 18 years ago and we did that full time actually you know as a as a second as a third business at that time um and then once detailers helpers started to take off i was like man detailing sucks it's hard (laughs) so i was like how can i stay how can i not do because we did you know we're in montana so we were like 80 percent of our revenue came from interiors um, which is, it always kind of pisses me off when people are like, you can't make any money off interior work. Well, I mean, we made a ton of money on interiors, right. People always have um, but it's hard, like it's hard work. Right. And so, um, so once that happened, I essentially, so I had a buddy of mine, we did aviation detailing as well at that time, Marine. I, and I effectively just handed my business over to a friend of mine and he's built it into a multi-million dollar a year business from there. So it, it, it all kind of worked out really, really well. That's really cool. I think uh, we're going to have to talk to him and see if we can get an episode in just to see what it's like for that kind of transition. Yeah, he he split his company in two. He started doing a few little planes. We have uh, we have Bozeman Airport, which is about eight miles from my house. And that's where like Bill Gates flies into, Justin Timberlake, all these. So there's a town called Big Sky, which is about an hour from us. That's where all the ultra rich have their ski homes. So they use them about... You know, they use them about two weeks out of the year, you know, five, six, 12, $15 million houses. And so they, they bring in their jets 
and the jets have to be turned around. So he actually split his company and he has automotive and all that side, but then he has a specific aviation uh, side that he does. So he just cleans big planes wow. now. So for, for, for really wealthy people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that's where you want to be. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never done a plane. I was, we had an episode last week where it, um, he's just turned 20 and he's in business for a couple of years and he's already starting to quote plane things like that. Chattanooga, which I thought was awesome, but like, you know, he, he spoke on it he figured it out and he did it. So I think it's, it's really cool. But to me, it's terrifying. I'm sure it's a lot easier said than done. Or I'm sure it's easier. Actually, it's, it's, I don't think it is. And I think, I think the problem with aviation detailing, and you should uh, reach out to Brett Berry okay. of Shiny Jets. Brett is the guy to go to for aviation training uh, in the United States. He's out of, he's out of San Diego. He has his own app. He has his, his, like, the app helps you bid jobs. He shows you how to do it because I think the problem in one of, one of the problems we have in the detailing industry is like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go detail a plane. Well, the problem is if you burn through paint or something on a hood of a car, it's not a big deal. If you ruin a sensor because you put the coating in the wrong place, literally that can, first of all, some of those sensors can cost, you know, $150,000 to replace by the time you get it recertified, all that stuff. But also people can die. Yeah. Right. So like aviation detailing is not really like a dip your toe into the waters kind of a thing. Like, you and you got to make sure you have insurance coverage and I talk about that. I've talked about this for years, but like, I think, I think it's one of those deals where people just think it's just another subset of automotive detailing. And it right. really is something that needs to be, uh, weighted into with caution, shall we say. I think it's really important that you say that and, and bring that up. Cause again, like it's something I've always been like, you know what? Mm, not gonna, and we have an airport, a little small airport, like across the street from our shop. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stay over here. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing one of these little, um, these little training planes and it has a, it's the whole front of it is a big, uh, plexiglass. It's actually Lexan or, uh, Perspex is what they call it. But that guy was like, all right, here's the stuff that I want you to, like, he handed me the can. He's a mechanic. Yeah. He handed me the can of stuff to use on that, which I did. And he was like, cause this is $20,000 windshield. And like, literally, if you scratch it, it's not polish. You don't polish it out. It's, right. it has to be replaced. Yeah. And that's the stuff I was like, oh crap, do I really want to be doing this? But we had coverage and training and I worked with the mechanics themselves to help me, you know, make sure I knew what I was doing and you know, all that. So yeah, that's really, that's really cool. Um, so going back and speaking on your wife, she said, Michelle, uh, does she work with you and everything? Does she have her own career? What so when it comes to the detailing industry, she's kind of, we became, which is, we're very fortunate, but we kind of, we kind of had this golden couple status, um, to where we, she was just always on my arm. And so she was, she's been my support. So we did everything together, which was awesome. Cause it gave us, gave us an opportunity. We've been married for 28 years, 28 and a half. Um, and so it gave us an opportunity to kind of share with the world and share with the industry. Like, this is what it looks like when you've been married this long and how awesome and fun it can be. Right. And so she's, you know, she was a stay at home mom for years, turned rally racer, hot rod builder. She's had five vehicles in SEMA, by the way, that she's wow. built, uh, or been a part of the builds or her own Jeep welder, all this other stuff. So. You know, she's, she's much more badass and interesting than I am quite frankly, but, uh, and she's also uh, tremendously better looking. So, 
uh, yeah, she's she's definitely she's kind of the support mechanism that keeps all these things running for sure. That's really cool, and I think it's extremely special when two people can find that inner relationship, build businesses off of it, because it's either one extreme or the other. I feel like you mm-hmm. can ruin a relationship trying to build a business, or it can be you know like your story, which I think is great and a pillar to a lot of people's success. Yeah, it's a matter of like really knowing who you are as a couple and we know our boundaries, right? Like I'm the entrepreneur, I'm the serial entrepreneur. Um, She grew up in a family where her dad was a firefighter, did his 20 years, retired, had the same exact job, very little risk other than like from a financial standpoint, obviously a physical risk as a firefighter. But like to come in and say, hey, honey, uh, this year we made negative X number of dollars and next year we're going to make 10 times that in the positive. How do you feel about that? She's like, that sucks, but I'm on board. So, it, <laughs> so you know, it's the, it's the road of the entrepreneur. Someone, someone tried to describe it like it was like a, you know, up and down thing. And then a buddy of mine named Derek Halpern actually put this graph together. It literally looked like a little kid had just scribbled all over the page. That's like the, that's like the real entrepreneurial journey. So she's definitely had to put up with a lot for me. That's awesome. And you're not wrong about that at all, man. It's always ups and downs. There's there's bad there's just and everything in between especially when you start bringing staff into it and just the human variable in itself is is can again it can be it can make you or it can break you yep we shot a um we shot one of the so i do uh another podcast called cruise control for detailers roadmap we build websites and seo and i'm I'm the director of revenue development for them also so i help with process and future proofing and then i do content and podcast but we had a, a podcast episode yesterday, which was part two of our troubleshooting podcast with um, Michael DeAndrea, which has a, he's out on the East Coast, but we're talking about like teams and we're talking about how to have, you know, how to motivate teams and make sure they're productive and how to manage them and lead them and all that kind of stuff. And man, it's, it's one of the more difficult parts to owning a business is having staff. I've spent most of my 25 years uh, as a self-employed person using mostly contract labor. Um, because it's a little bit easier to manage. I have a, I have an employee now that does all my shipping and receiving and inventory and she shoots content for me and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the team aspect of it gets to be a pretty big challenge. Yeah, it can be. And good job for doing the, uh, contract part. Cause I mean, we've done both and, you know, you got your ups and downs and your legalities with both. And so it's, it's tough to, you know, work in those fine lines of, you know, what you have to do to get stuff done. And it's like, you know, I, I think about it often. I'm like, I could go back to a one-man show and do well for myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying to help other yeah. people make some money and, and grow. You know, uh, one of the people that I look up to a lot is Jeremy Stevens with Shine Supply. And his oh, yeah. And what he's done. And, like, they're cranking out massive volume, and there's only, like, 12 of them. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you look at him. You look at Bob Phillips with PNS. You yes. you know, all these big companies. And, and even these detail shops, you know, Mark Elliott out of Florida. He's built a big team and Justin Lobato's got a great team. Uh, Kurt Felmar out in, I think, Maryland. He's got an awesome, like, there's just all these guys that are running these very successful shops. Big part of what they do is the team aspect of it. We talked to Grant Menard on this episode. He's one of my co-hosts. And uh, if you don't know Grant Menard out of Philly, um, Menard's detailing, just a, just an amazing guy. Like, it's just, he's just an amazing business guy. He's built the team so much to the fact that He's just a support mechanism in his business, right. doing multi-million dollars a year, 
he goes in and, you know, he helps negotiate big contracts and handle major issues and all that. But yeah, he's a, he's a good, good guy to emulate and look into. Yeah, no, he's crushing it. I actually, uh, Carson from Maryland auto spa, Maryland, uh, talked to me about him. Magnum Carson Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. Mangum. Mangum. I always get that wrong. I'm sure everybody gets that wrong. He yelled at me one time because we did an episode. Um, but yes, great. (laughs) Uh, met him through shine supply. But yeah, he put me in touch with Grant and, you know, just talked to him about a, a couple things. And then actually Michael Aitman and I did an episode and they recently, he started working with uh, You're Able Now, which I thought was great. Yeah, he's kind of been their content face wink guy for a while. And then now he's the national sales director for them. He and I were just at MTE. We did a training together on Tuesday before MTE. And he's one of my closest friends. Like that guy is just amazing. And uh, for him to be able to step into that role, I can't imagine what he's going to do for them. It's going to be pretty cool. Absolutely. No, they have an amazing thing going. And for him to be like the first outside non-family member to be brought in, which I think it's it's great. And it obviously speaks volumes about his character. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, it's it's exciting. And it's, it's really cool because like, you know, I've been detailing for 15 years, but it's like I'm really trying to like tap into the industry and like learn people, you know, what they have going on and everything. And it's funny now talking to you and Grant and Michael Aben, I think all of y'all come from like a healthcare, some kind of background, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, you know, Grant was pharmaceutical. Michael Abens was like the man in, you know, in the pharma school industry. I was in health and fitness, which was, I mean, dude, almost 30 years ago now because I'm old. Um, but like that's. Yeah. I mean, what I've always said, and this I think is true for most of most people that are successful, I can do, I'm a better business guy than anything, any business I put my, put my mind to, right? I know the marketing, I know the business plans, I know the finances and all of that stuff. And so like, I feel like, and there's a lot of guys like that. And so when I talk about business, like in the detailing industry, I always differentiate between, okay, this is a detailer versus a business owner that happens to be in the detailing space. And you can, as you start to examine the different people you come in contact with, and I'm sure on the show, you're going to continue to do that. You're like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a very distinct difference. And the goal, right, is for all of us to build the industry up so that those guys that are, that are currently kind of filling that detailer role, try to work themselves into the business owner role, even though they, most of them own their own businesses. Yes. So. For sure. No, you're 100% right, and it's like cliche, and I hate the freaking statement. I don't know why it bugs me so much, but it's the whole work on your business and not in your business, right? And that's something I'm really pivoting, trying to do, trying to explain to my team. Sorry. Uh, oh, good. Trying to explain to my team, like, feel guilty for, like, sitting up here and doing stuff, but it's like I got to be hands-off so we can continue to grow. Yep. Yeah, because a lot of times as owners, we're the biggest stumbling block for our business. And I know for me personally, that's that's been the case. And a lot of it is like we talked about earlier, right? Detailers helper gets set to the side because I've got eight other brands to deal with and I'm trying to build this other thing. And, you know, it's like I'm I'm admittedly one of the biggest stumbling blocks in my business because I just I get in the way and and don't hire enough people and don't elicit enough uh, help or ask for help and that kind of thing. So that's easy to do, but yeah, you have to do what you're talking about. And that, you know, e-myth revisited the technician versus the leader versus the manager, that whole book, you know, if you haven't read that, that's an awesome book by the way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult to say, okay, I'm the, I'm the entrepreneur. I'm the, I'm the, 
the business guy. I'm the visionary for this business. And at the end of the day, I shouldn't be out on the floor, you know, because my time should be much, if you're making enough money, your time is much more expensive per hour than you can hire it out. Right. Like that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, very well said. I think Grant Cardone said that too. He's like, I'm going to pay somebody that can do it. That's less than what it costs me to do it myself. And it makes total sense. Yep. And it's just something that I'm trying to work hard on. And it's, you know, it's one of those scary entrepreneur things. It's a the unknown. It's like, I don't know how we're going to make this work, but we're going to. Yeah. Luckily, the detailing industry, you know, there's ups and downs to this, I, I feel like. But so many people have entered the market and it's so much more commercialized, I feel like. And like companies like Detailers Movement Roadmap, sorry, Detailers Roadmap Movement. Yep. Roadmap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, those, uh, Detailers Movement would be a competitor. So let's okay. make sure we get that name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Detailers, Detailers Roadmap for sure. Right. Who who runs that company? So Chris Giovanni runs yes. that company. He started uh, and we're just about, we'll probably hit a thousand sites pretty soon. Um, and, you know, it's, um, these guys are awesome. He recruited me. Um, and when I started looking at what they do, and I'll let you finish your thought, but when I started looking at what they do and the support and all that, I'm like, sure, I, I love to come on board. And obviously that's a subset of my consulting business and all that, but I'm actually an integrated part of the team, you know, that I do strategic partnerships as well. And so I help them do all that stuff, but they're, it's a, just a, they're the industry leader for web stuff. Um, you know, and, and, uh, they're just awesome. No. And, and, uh, and I say, they, I should say we, right. We're awesome. It's, it's uh, again, you're it's, it's, <laughs> right, but no, and to have companies like that come around and to be able to like, you know, it's kind of like contract work. You just, it's a bill, you pay the money and then like that's off the table for you and it makes it so much easier so you can focus on the things you need to. And it's, it's good to be able to have options like that, but now it's finding the right fit. You know, I'm sure you get DMs all the time about somebody making your business logo for you. Like, yeah, there's. Yeah, companies out there and there's, you know, and it's, um, it's really, like I said, it's putting, uh, real people, I think on a pedestal compared to the fly by night guys and you yep. really need to reinvest in yourself. Yeah. And look at ROI. Like I'm an ROI guy for almost everything in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's time ROI, there's emotional energy ROI, there's love ROI, but then there's financial ROI. Right. So if you take something, uh, you know, if we want to use websites and SEO, right? If you're paying 700 bucks a month or in, in the in F SEO, it's, it's more than that. But if you can book 10 times as many jobs, get 10 times as many qualified leads and all that stuff, then you've literally paid for that thing like 50 times in one month. It's not like the math works really, really well. And I think the same goes for something like chemicals and, and, and your, or chemicals and towels and pads and machines. You know, if you're just starting out and you want to use a, you know, use something from Harbor Freight, great. Like that's a, that'll do the job. Right. But I can tell you right now, I can do that same car with a Bigfoot 15 in a quarter of the time, right? With the right polish and all that. And so that's where that ROI comes in. And just like you're saying, there's a transition between like being out on the floor and being up in your office. And sometimes we have to do both until we grow and almost work ourselves out of it, right? You work our, you work yourselves out of that position. Yeah, a hundred percent. Very right. And that's kind of, again, where I'm kind of at right now with, um, so I've been doing mobile for 15 years. We've had the shop for a little while, but now we're starting to expand five days a week, that kind of thing. So I'm like, and we don't open till 9am. So I'm like, all right, cool. If I can go bang out 
two or three mobile cars before we open. That way I can justify paying somebody to be here to help me out at the shop and just trying to trying to pivot but not come out of pocket and not get ahead of myself financially, but no, this is the correct direction. And you just have one mobile truck? Is that what you're still working on? Correct. Yeah. Well, actually, we have two, and I pulled one team off my calendar. Um, and so we have three team members that typically go out in one vehicle. But once I hire somebody, we can have two go this way and then two go that way. And then kind of yeah. you know, bang out some cars, and then somebody drops somebody off over here to help me out, you know, make sure it all, all levels out. Yeah. So you're transitioning from, you, you got to transition yourself out of that mobile before work kind of thing, right? So that. Then when they come, when you come in, when they come in at eight, they're off and you can then go visit those if you want to talk to customers. Cause you gotta be your sales guy. Cause you're probably the bet. You're definitely the best at it at your company. So that's always that opportunity cost is like, if I spend this hour making 250 bucks, but I could sell four coding jobs at 1500 bucks a piece in that hour, then that math, that math gets a little bit. You know, it starts to starts to mess with your brain. It's like, oh crap, what am I doing washing this car right now? It's so tough. And I was thinking about this like last week. I'm like, how was I doing this while I was cleaning cars? Like being attached to the phone and just trying to make it all happen, you know? And yeah. I mean, you know as well as I do, doing this kind of stuff before you're able and other, you know, businesses like that were at. You know? Yeah, I was at I I was at so Chris did the presentation, so we were at a training. And um, Chris did the Eurable presentation after mine. And after she got finished, I'm like, Eurable just pisses me off. And I said, and she's like, what? I was like, you guys didn't exist when I was detailing full-time. And I had three other businesses and I probably could add two more if I, if I had had Eurable, you know, and, and others like it, right? CRMs and CMSs and, and Eurable is, you know, those guys are great friends of mine. But, I, you know, Orbis X and RotoFS and all of those guys who are also friends of mine. You know, there's tons of tons of systems out there that if you're still doing it manually or dude, you got to invest some money in that. And they're they're all dirt cheap. Yeah. I mean, at, comparatively, like I have to run I run software for all my businesses and coaching and all that stuff. And I've spent 10 times as much per month as I would pay for you're able to do all those things. So. Yeah, no, your able is extremely, extremely good. Um, I've been using Square since like they started, like when you had to type in the number before they even. Had oh yeah, I remember those days. I was on Square Square Sketch Square Calendar. I don't even know if they still have it, but you yeah. could use it to book and pay and all that yep. stuff built yeah. into the back end. No, they, they got everything, and that's the thing is they keep growing, right? And I've adapted and learned how to like manipulate it to like fit my needs and everything. Mm -hmm. So trying to make that jump from Square to your able, I'm like figure this out i think my trial but i still got to figure it out like yeah because um, yeah I, I mean they got like the all these things you got the vin you can you know scan the vin right from the thing and it'll give you that information it lets you take all the pictures and they've got nurture programs built in for text and email and dude it's just this stuff is crazy everything that those guys do all those companies do no for sure no you're you're 100 right and even carson carson's a big proponent of uh you're able and he's like dude it'll change your life I know I'm stuck. Zone, I, I know I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know as far as shop life, it'll help tremendously. And so again, that's what I'm trying to trying to get into and just kind of, you know, get everything structured the way it needs to be to run successful business. Well, and that's, you know, you have to look at each element and I'm not going to get salesy about detailers helper, but like we proved if you save five minutes of detail and you're getting charged. And at this time when we did the math, it's like, okay, if you're making $50 an hour, which hopefully you're double that or more, 
it literally makes you three grand, 3,200 bucks a month extra. If you do the average number and it costs 60 or 80 bucks and it it'll last you years. Yeah. And people still are like, oh, I wouldn't use it. I'll use a cart. And I like to tell this story because I took my Cobra replica and I actually detailed half of it with a belt and half of it with a cart. I say 42% of time. Wow. On that. And it's 13 feet long. And like, I didn't bullshit it. Like I went back and forth, you know, I, I actually used my belt and then had a cart where I can un and un, you know, unload and offload and, and kind of switch what I needed. It was the, I mean, and so like, you have to look at your processes, right? Like right. even if you use a cart and even if you don't want to buy a tool belt, I don't care. It's your choice, but look, set up video cameras in your shop and look at every aspect of what's happening, both with you and your staff and your workflow and we talked to that guy yesterday and he was, he was like, well, the, you know, they'll do a car. My guys will do a car, but they'll miss something. And I'm like, well, where do you write that down? Well, it's on the whiteboard. And I said, well, how far is the whiteboard from the car? 15 feet. I'm like, well, how big is it? Is the, is the text, you know, 12 inches tall? Nope. I'm like, there's no excuse. Give them a piece of paper, put it on, tape it on the windshield. That way, you know, everything's going to get done and they don't have to spend time walking back and forth to verify or whatever. So it's like, the whole point of that is look at all your systems, financially, management, chemicals, process when you're detailing a car, because there's little tweaks that can make a huge difference in the way your business runs. Absolutely. No, I agree 110%. And for us, for as long as we have the efficiency is where it's all out. Making sure you're texting yeah. the client ahead of schedule, all, just all those little things. It can get very expensive as a business owner to have people sitting waiting for the client. Like, yep. I, I tell people, it's like my anxiety is what's got me so efficient. Like, it's like, you know? <laughs> well, start start doing the math. You've ever done the math of like, okay, so a car, I've got, I can fit four, I got, let's say a thousand square feet. I can fit four cars in there at a time. So each car gets 250 square feet. My overhead and labor number is this amount, right? Like, you know that per hour. And then you start saying, okay, so per square foot, my cost per hour, if that thing is empty and somebody's not working on a car, is this, wow. right? Like you can get down and dirty to that number because yeah. then that helps you know, okay, well, if that, if that thing's empty and that thing costs me a hundred dollars a day, that's a lot of money, right? Like, so, you know, little, little things like that. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Every, everything adds up. And I mean, you know, a business is just, is just a spreadsheet at the end of the day. It's all about having the right yep. formulas and, and everything down for sure. Know, know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. That's yeah, uh, like that's something our, we've been yelling about for years. And it's it's important. And I already feel like 10 times more guilty than I did from just having this conversation. <laughs> about you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm putting everybody on free game over here, y'all. So for you and Michelle, what are your plans for 24? So 2024, we are concentrating. I had a great conversation at MT with a guy that was responsible for growing a major brand in the detailing and automotive industry from like 10 million to 300 million. Um, super successful dude and had a great conversation with him and just happened to be at MT. He, he lives locally in Florida and he was like, Hey, I'm going to go over here and kind of have some conversations and, um, he and I really connected at the show and, um, he was asking me about my, my brands and about, you know, what we're doing and all that stuff. And he's like, I'd love to come on board for free and help you grow those brands. 
And so I was like, huh, let me think. Yes. Right. So, <laughs> so we, you know, I just got off the phone with them about an hour ago. Uh, we're really pushing our rugged restore brand. Cause that's kind of our low hanging fruit from an uh-huh. e-commerce standpoint. This is kind of the primary revenue generator on the e-com side. Um, and so he and I are doing a bunch of stuff on that. We're going to push that really hard. And I think we can probably, probably 10 X let's use a grant Cardone number, but I think we can 10 X the revenue from last year without a lot of effort. Um, just with his guidance and what he's done before, it's literally, it's like lather, rinse and repeat. Like he did those, he's done it for that huge company. He'll just do the same thing on a smaller scale until they make it a bigger scale. And then max out man is our big push. We just did a, um, three day webinar called a workshop challenge, but we did a three-day webinar and we're starting our first group coaching program coming up. We've got courses. We're going to offer like a subscription based, you know, content thing on there. I have the podcast. We just did our, I think I did my 60th episode on that Good job. and then detailers roadmap. And, and, uh, at some point, I hope I'm, I hope I can pick up another, uh, television consulting client. I do some TV automotive TV consulting as well. So um, maybe a little real estate again. I haven't done a house in a year. So, you know, yeah. what does it look like? It looks like I'm doing way too much in too little time. <laughs> it's like we're going onwards and upwards is what it looks like. Kevin. Let, let's hope, let's hope so. God willing. Right. Like I just keep doing what I'm doing. And Michelle says I have a, uh, my hobbies, my, ho- I don't really have a lot of hobbies, but my, my biggest hobby is, uh, creating new things and creating new brands. That's excitement. I get kind of bored after a while. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's fun. My, you know, Max Out Man's kind of my new passion project, yeah. you know, taking, cause I'm 51, just turned 51. And, you know, to take what I've learned about health, fitness, purpose, goal setting, and marriage and try to feed into the lives of men. Yeah. Um, that's re- that's really important to me. And I think, you know, cause so many men, especially as I get to, how old are you? Uh, 41, no, 40, sorry, 40. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're about 10 years younger than me. But as we get into that 35, 40 plus, it's like things just start like you're either working too much or you're not putting enough effort into your marriage or you're not, yeah. you know, you're, that's when health starts to become a little bit more of an obvious factor. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of my passion, passion thing for 2024. And, you know, it's, there's an altruistic side, which is helping people, but there's also, you know, a pretty, pretty decent financial, uh, financial side of things. Alex Hermosi says, uh, there's three elements Three, you know, Alex Ramosi is awesome, but there's the three industry sectors that you want to make that never go away, health and fitness, relationships and business. And so we're trying to, you know, not purposely, it's just how it works out, but that's kind of what we're trying to hit in that to help guys do better. Yeah. Him and his wife, Layla. Layla. Yeah. They, they're an exceptional group of human beings for sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know that I would emulate his, their personal relationship because it's a little bit, it's a little bit, you know, weird on the continuum, but in terms of like, they just have their own way, right? Like it's a, it's a very specific, and he says that too, like it wouldn't work for me, but it works really well for them. But dude, I mean, for him to take, you know, be a personal trainer living in the gym that he had and, and, uh, and it turning into what he has, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars is just, it's just crazy. Yeah. He just bought the old UFC apex, I think in Las Vegas, I think. Oh, did he really? Wow. Yeah. And he just bought school, which is S K O O L. It's that he bought that brand. I mean, like, and his market, the way he does his marketing is super cool. Cause it's, I really want to give, I'm going to give everything away so I can grow businesses in such a way that they make them investable by me. Right. Right. Like he wants, he wants, 
He wants to grow you into seven. You know, what is it? I think his minimum is now three million in profit a year or something like that. I can't remember what his remember what his minimum is, but yeah, he basically creates his own qualified customers by giving everything away for free. So he's 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 definitely a brand, and he's definitely created a very good name for himself. And you know, looks good doing it. So that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, if you have no idea what we're talking about, and you and you do anything in marketing for your business, which you should be, go follow him. His content strategies are awesome. Um, And uh, yeah, just he's he's a great guy to emulate from a marketing standpoint. Plus, he seems like a super cool, humble guy. I watched one of his videos the other day. Was like, it sucks being rich. Is essentially like it. Why it sucks to be him, and he was just showing his schedule and everything that he has to go through. So it's yeah. like, be careful what you wish for, I think, was the underlying message. Yeah, no, I mean, there's detriment, and there's ups and downs to both sides of it, you know what I mean? So it's all about what you do and how you grow into that success. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, I got a, I got a sign on my wall that says success redefined. And that's, that's one of the things I'm trying to help people, um, help men especially. But if you define success based on how much money you make, you're never going to make enough. Exactly. Right. 100%. The big thing I talk about with everything I do in detailing and automotive and everything is like, hey, you're trying to build businesses so you can build a life. Right. You don't want to sacrifice your life in order to build wealth and to build, you know, build your businesses. So um, that's my that's my kind of old man dad advice that I give. <laughs> no, I love it. And Kevin, before we get out of here, what's the best place for everybody to find yeah, you can find me on social, um, you know, just Kevin Davis, and you'll uh, you'll see pictures of my big ugly face, usually with using my profile picture as me and my wife. But yeah, Detailers Helper on Facebook, DetailersHelper.com, uh, and pretty much all of the all of the different channels. Maxed Out Man, MaxedOutMan.com. You can go there. We've got some free stuff too that you can do, uh, and all the social channels as well. So, um, and just if you look on my Facebook, you'll see a ton of ton of things, and I do a lot of things that are public. Yeah. as well but yeah feel free to feel free to friend me if you're not friends with me already happy to help out uh stay pretty busy but if you send me a dm and um then i usually can try to reply and and see what we can do to help yeah no it's extremely humbling and appreciative to uh you to give your time today i really really appreciate it it's super exciting to hear your story and everything that you got going on hey man i love it you know we're trying to we're trying to feed in other people's lives and and if my rambling stories can uh can at least inspire educate or entertain that's kind of what we're into, right? Like that's, especially for the detailing industry, because it, it gave me so much and continues to do so. We did MTE last week and I have so, all of my close friends, uh, a lot of my close friends are in the detailing industry. And so to be able to kind of, you know, at least give back a little bit in this way, super appreciative for you to have me on and, and give me an opportunity to do that. No, absolutely. And for everybody that doesn't know, that's not in the detailing industry. It's Mobile Tech Expo, right? Isn't that what it stands for? Mobile Tech Expo, right. And what's the premise of that? Mobile Tech Expo, they do a lot of PDR stuff, but it's mobile tech. So it's like, it's designed. It, it, when I first started going um, back in 2014, and it, side note, they actually gave me a word and I wasn't going to be there. And so I had to fly to Florida real quick. Uh, I got person of the year and detail supplier of the year that year, which was crazy. Um, but yeah, I didn't deserve it at all. But um, But yeah, so back then it was almost all PDR. And now, it, now it's almost half and half detailing and PDR. So if you're not in the detailing industry, but you do PDR, there's film, there's all kinds of stuff there. Optimum uh, Car Supplies Warehouse brand was there doing their new film that they've got. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just another gathering place that's very specifically niche. You know, if you've done SEMA, 
seem as enormous. And obviously there's a detailing and PDR and automotive and all that. Uh, but D- MTE and there's like, you've, you've got different places or different events that are doing these things around the country also for detailing and automotive and, you know, cars and coffee and all those things. So, so look for those opportunities to get out there and network. Yeah, no, that's what it's all about. Network equals net worth, right? That's what they say. That's right. For sure. I mean, that's, dude, that's literally the premise of my entire life is building networks and, and you, you end up just as I know we're wrapping up, but one side story to this is, is, uh, I'm, I've, I've been getting into these conversations and the one that I had with this guy that, that I'm involved with now is falls into that. I call them the, how did you get in here conversations? <laughs> Um, which is like, you're at a party having a conversation. Cause I like on max out man on my podcast, I've, I've interviewed guys that are worth several hundred million dollars have built and sold major brands and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm having this conversation with this guy. Cause I normally would not be able to, but they become friends of mine. And then I'll be like, Hey, do you know anybody else in your circle that I could reach out to and have this conversation with? Or can you, what's one piece of advice you would offer a young, uh, a, a guy that is young entrepreneur, which I'm not an entrepreneur to help them with their business and be able to ask questions like that. But it all starts with small network choices, right? Like this guy leads into this guy and this woman and this woman. It's like, dude, build that network for sure. That's a hundred percent, uh, how to build your business. And again, build a network that makes it fun to do what you do because it's all supposed to be fun. No, I agree wholeheartedly. And I mean, as a detailer, I think we have one of the most interesting collections of people that you know we can network with i mean from celebrities to ceos and all sorts of stuff and that's kind of again the premise of this podcast was like everybody's got a cool story i got a really cool network of people and i really want to tap in so those people can tell their story yeah a hundred percent and this is a great way to do it because like you mentioned like three people that have been on my you know been on you know michael abens actually did both of my podcasts because he had a great story about him and his wife and his family personally for my for my max out man and then on cruise control for detailers roadmap by the way go to detailersroadmap.com for seo and web stuff uh check out cruise control you like that little commercial i threw in there um but he he also did that and we talked about you able we talked about business we talked about all of those things but then to be able to build all that network and now he's done your show and it's like, it's, it's crazy. And podcasting has just exploded, which is awesome. I think, you know, cause it gives people an opportunity to have conversations like this, but yeah, just tap it, tap into those things and don't be afraid to build those relationships, figure out what question that you genuinely want to know, genuinely want to know and ask that question. You know, you know, you want to be respectful of everybody's time, but ask the questions because most people that are successful the only way to get successful is if you want to help other people be successful. Otherwise it just falls apart eventually. And those guys are guys and ladies are typically really willing to help give advice all day long. Absolutely. Cause nobody makes it alone, right? Everybody's got a network of people. A hundred percent. Yep. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Kevin, thank you again so much for your time. Everybody don't forget. Let's grow dot work. Hashtag LFG fam where success is in the details and we'll see you guys next time. Nice. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, brother.